If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everybody, to The Instance. This is The Instance episode. Oh, it's not there. Yeah, it is. Here it is. 660. 660. Yo. Six episodes away from the mark of the beast, and we can get all, you know, satanic around here. It'll be great. That'll be our Doom episode. Oh, we'll talk about (laughs) Doom and the future of Doom. Uh, maybe not. Uh, hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Scott Johnson. We got Garrett Weinzerl over there in his sweet, low, sick voice. How's it going, Garrett? I uh, have a bit of a sore throat. Yeah. I have tested. It was tested negative. Yeah. I feel fine otherwise. It's yeah. just inconvenient. Yeah. They said, hey, you're very negative. And you said, oh, I don't have COVID. And they said, no, we just think you're a very negative influence on the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I've, I'm told that. I'm told that. It happens. Don't worry. I've been there. Uh, also with us, uh, Jocelyn, who I have missed horribly. I don't think I've seen you for a while. No, we didn't have a show last week. That's why I haven't seen you. We didn't have a show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And thanks to you, I've been playing like all kinds of freaking Sea of Thieves. I've been in that water a lot and it's all your fault. So good job on that. Well done. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I mean, you were, uh, I don't know, you were quite the ambassador for for that game the other day. <laughs> Partly because you know, you know what you're talking about is the one thing. Like you've played it enough that you knew pretty much the ins and outs of that game better than any of the rest of us. But I didn't expect and to get sucked so in. so much more. Than I could cover on that hour. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It's funny, though. Everybody I talk to, they all say the same thing. And I think you alluded to this. The hand-to-hand combat, like the sword and gun combat, is not the selling point of that game. And that is absolutely no. for sure. Um, but the ship-to-ship stuff, it's freaking insane. Yeah, it's so fun. And they've added so many more things even since the beginning. So, like, there's all these, like, trick balls now that do things like anchor your opponent and bring down their sails and make them all, like, dance (laughs) for 10 seconds or whatever so they can't do anything on their boat but dance. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. (laughs) Before we uh, launch into our big topic, I wanted to ask you this one question. Did you know... Uh, Bo said he found it by accident. I'd never heard of it. But if you and your friends, let's say three of you, uh, are dealing with an island that's just full of those snakes, okay, those freaking hideous snakes, uh, he says that they all just randomly decided to start playing music and two things happened. They pull out their instruments, which are a thing in the game, and they synchronize when you do all do it at the same time. So whatever you're playing, they all synchronize together and play the same song different octaves, different parts of the song, but all one song. Not only that, but the snakes get charmed and stop attacking. They all chill yeah. out and lay there. Did you know this? Yeah. 
<laughs> you can actually like catch them. <laughs> That's insane. What a weird, what a weird thing to have in your game. And they don't overtly tell you this. Sometimes you just run into this shit and it's great. I love it. That's what's so great about Sea of Thieves is they barely overtly tell you anything. They're just like, this is how you make your ship work. This is your gun and your sword. And then they just kind of let you go. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, here's the water. Get in your ship. Mm-hmm. Find out what the hell's going on here. Cause we're not going to tell you. That's basically it. Yeah. Well, uh, that might be what I did the last week of my 2021, but we're going to talk today about what we're all going to be maybe doing or excited about in 2022. What are the big games that are going to grind our gears? What are the things we're going to spend the most time with, get lost in, play with our friends, that sort of stuff? We've got a big list to go through, so let's dive in. All right, so I made this list. And I don't know how accurate this will be. So many of these things were actually games for this year and got pushed to next year. And some of these are set for next year, but may get pushed anyway. Uh, I was about to say, I bet most of these are going to get pushed to next to the year after anyway. <laughs> sure feels like it. I mean, in a couple of cases, I don't, I just don't see it happening. But Starfield, probably, I mean, it's 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 scheduled for November 11th next year. Uh, coincidentally, well, not coincidentally, on purpose. The oh, same man. release date as Skyrim, so they're they're kind of playing that card there. I don't uh, trust any November releases. Yeah, yeah. I see November <laughs> and it just feel like they're going to get pushed. Yeah. yeah, my my eyes just like warp it into twenty the next year, whatever the next year is. I see November, so for next year, if I see November twenty two, I'm just like, yeah, twenty twenty three sounds yeah, good. Yeah, that's Let's probably that. safe thing to do. And if they surprise you, great, right? Like then you're happy and you got the thing early and and all as well. But it does feel like whenever Bethesda, just from a historic standpoint when they put a number on a screen and say 11, 11, 22, which is what they did at last, uh, what was whatever event it was, which might've been the Microsoft event. That tells me that they're pretty locked in because they rarely do that unless they're locking it in. Um, that doesn't mean it'll sh- launch in the best shape possible. Bethesda known for some pretty janky launches in the past. So I don't know, but while we're on that one, let's talk about it for a second. What we know about that game appears to be pretty, um, uh, uh, ostentatious like it's a pretty big deal or at least it seems like this is like their big foray into what if we took our formula into space and uh, you know took took what we do here at Bethesda be it Elder Scrolls or you know Fallout or whatever let's take that off world to multiple worlds and that's almost all we know about it like we don't have any other details but we know it's a big sprawling RPG in space and Usually that's enough for me to get excited. Um, it's probably my most anticipated game of next year. And I'm probably setting myself up for disappointment because I don't know. Bethesda's track record lately hasn't been insane. Although this is now post uh, Microsoft ownership. Maybe that injects money, uh, energy and excitement into that. Those divisions, I don't I don't know. But anyone else here want to go to space and like, you know, do shit? I want to go to space so that we can get back to Elder Scrolls. <laughs> ah, look at you with the alternative uh, motive there. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. The I'm, faster I'm a, they finish this and get it out, the faster I get my Elder Scrolls six. So <laughs> that's I'm a it. lukewarm Bethesda guy, and uh, but I think Starfield looks freaking cool. I it does like look the, good, right? Uh, I like the like kind of aesthetic direction they went with it. Like it looks very tactile, very kind of aliens like. I don't know. It looks like new 70s sci-fi. It's not shiny. Yeah, it's not shiny space. Yeah, and I don't like shiny space. I'm not a fan. I like dirty, gritty space. Star Wars at its worst is when the ships are too shiny. 
Star Wars at its best is when everything's all banged up, right? You don't want a Millennium Falcon that looks like it's just clean and pristine all the time. You want a bunch of dirt on it. And it seems like they're leaning into that aesthetic for Starfield. It seems like there's a lot of hardware. Um, that's interesting to me because when they showed that ship and, and claimed it was in engine and all that for their for their uh, for their teaser, there's a lot of wires and shit. <laughs> uh, buttons and crap hanging from stuff and lots of you know tangled up junk underneath where the where a pilot's feet might be and that sort of thing really gets me because to me space is at its best when it's just a little gnarly you know not not too sewn up and clean and and perfect I, I i like i like a little piracy in space i like a little bit of you know people being bastards <laughs> in space and I assume there's conflict in this game. Um, you know, whether this game ends up feeling like Mass Effect 3.0 or something, or if it feels more like, hey, it's Fallout, like down to the dialogue choices, except now we're in space, you know, time will tell. But I am very, very high on my anticipation list at Starfield. Very excited about that game. Uh, how much time we spend with it, who knows? Like, that's the other thing is I don't know if this game, uh, they haven't said as much as far as I know. I foresee uh, 10 years of re-releases across every console you can possibly imagine. <laughs> well, if it's popular, that's the- sure. That's the model, right? That's what they do. Uh, somebody yesterday was saying, Sky, you should be playing Skyrim again. Why? I don't know. Because it's 10-year anniversary. Okay, well, all right. I guess I could play it again. Like, I get it. I get why those that game is as big and as popular as it is, and I loved Skyrim, but... Uh, you know, we'll see if this is that. Does this have any kind of end game? Do they try to monetize it on the long end? Uh, you know, like, I, what is this game in five years? I don't know. Or is this just like purely like, hey, we made a single player game and it had a start and an ending and maybe some DLC later and that's it. I don't know. I don't know what I want. But clearly what Joss wants is get your shit done and move out of the way and get Elder Scrolls 6 in here. That's what you want. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as they said, oh, we're going to work on it, like we're thinking about it with this one image that's going to kind of fly at you, which is a teaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And then they were like, but we're going to do Starfield first. I was like, damn it. Yeah, yeah they they were. Um, I mean, that was such a appease the fans move just to show that. Yeah. Image. Because it was useless bullshit is yeah. what I what I said when that came up. I was yeah. like, oh, cool. Thank you for wasting my time. Yeah, because like, because, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously, yes, they're working on it. Of course, like stuff's on the table. Who knows how far they are into the process? All of that is a given. Why doesn't Lucasfilm but- <laughs> put up a Star Wars logo and say there'll be another movie sometime? That's as useful as this Elder Scrolls teaser. Yeah. Oh, so true. And I mean, they take so long to make that if they're waiting until they finish Starfield to start Elder Scrolls, I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be a member of the AARP by the time the next. Yeah, Elder it's going to be, around. yeah, like 2030. <laughs> we'll get Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> well, all I know yeah. for sure is that Microsoft spent a lot of money for that company. And one could argue that that seven point whatever billion dollars was primarily for three things Elder Scrolls as an IP. Fallout as an IP and whatever this is going to be like, that's the three pronged purchase that Microsoft made. So if they want to maximize that investment, and I can only assume that they do <laughs> for that much money, even micro, even in Microsoft terms, that's not small change. Yeah. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. I, I feel like they really need to kill it and uh, they have a chance to make something real special here. So I uh, personally, I'm be, I'm over the moon excited about, you know, 
big sprawling epic RPG space shit and uh, sign me up. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Hmm. So that's I'm, the. I'm just gonna mute myself and let Josh go. <laughs> I was going to say, who could possibly be excited about this one? <laughs> well, I mean, I am. I am also excited about this game, but I guess I'm. It's a, one of those games where I was just like, oh, yeah, right. That's coming. And yeah, it'll be good. And then I don't I, I don't know what else to say about that game, except um, maybe it'll just blow our minds so hard that we'll be like, that's the greatest game ever made. Uh, it improves on the first one in every way. But uh, I do see Jocelyn playing the crap out of this game and then telling us all about it. So why why are you so excited? Why is that a game you'll play next year? Uh, honestly, I just absolutely loved the first game. It came out of nowhere. I had zero expectations. I remember like seeing the trailer at like a, an E3 or a, a game award or something and being like, okay, so we're fighting robot dinosaurs with a bow and arrow. Like what the shit? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is right. That is down. one of the weirdest reveals. I remember thinking, is that really what this is? It's like robot. I, ugh, I didn't robot know. Robot dinosaur things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't what? know what to think. It was very weird. And plus it was so, yeah, the studio that did what was it? What were the what were those shooters that studio made before this? Um shit. The one that was controversial for PS2 because when they showed the trailer they claimed it was in-game footage but then later said it wasn't. Oh, Killzone? Killzone. So this is the Killzone developer, which, you know, that game was serviceable, those games. They're all right. But they weren't We played them, it's fun. Yeah, but- they were fine, but they I, weren't this. Don't care for me. I didn't even I never even loaded one up. I was just like, <laughs> I don't give a crap about this. Yeah, I kind of I'm with you. I did like it just I and in fact, when I heard that they were well, doing that was this the day of if you remember the days of like, oh, this MMO is going to kill. Wow. That the kill zone was the it's the Halo killer. Yeah, it's going to come out and kill Halo. That yeah. and, and those god awful resistance games like. Oh yeah, resistance. I kind of liked resistance games. I, I realize okay. some people like them, and I I question your taste if you liked resistance. They were, I, I mean, they were kind of gen- they were generic. The the shooting was okay though, and it's it's what's their names? They make good games. Uh, they do. They make people. good games that aren't called resistance. Yeah, all their other games are great. <laughs> that aren't yeah, resistance two. I spent a fair amount of time in and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna badmouth it too much but i feel i, I understand what you're saying it's pretty generic i tried it because i like insomniac and i was just like boy this is a really mediocre shooter um because <laughs> i like everything else insomniac does like a ton i'm a total insomniac fanboy yeah but. well this looks uh i'm looking at footage right now forbidden west looks crazy good visually like maybe yeah, it's one and of the most beautiful s- things i've ever laid eyes upon yeah yeah like, game wise yeah and they do such a good job, not just of like um, combat mechanics, which I really liked, but also like not even just their storytelling, but their world building, like all of the supplemental materials that you could find that kind of explained the original like fall of, of civilization was just really, really interesting to me. And I went out of my way to find every little piece of information that I possibly could um, and like 100% of that game, like couldn't put it down. It was just uh, like, I loved finding everything. There were interesting puzzles to even just to find like the little data sheets and stuff and all the collectibles. Like, I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed it. It sucked me in like crazy in ways I wasn't expecting. It was also like, 
the way they laid their story out every step of the way. Like I kept thinking like, okay, this is my end goal. Like at the beginning, I was like, okay, so I have to like go and play the game and get good enough to come first in the proving. And then it was like, that was literally like the beginning, like the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I have to avenge my tribe. And then it was like the world just kept opening up and up and up. And then I was like, wow, this went places I was not expecting. And it's amazing. So it's like literally one of my favorite games of all time. Like it's up there in like the top three. <laughs> so yeah. I just like, man, I just, I love it so much and I'm so glad it, it, that it's getting a sequel. Yeah, I am too. I, it's, it's up there on my list. I can't seem to ever find a PlayStation five so that I could play this game. It'll be exclusive at least for a while. Uh, first game made it to PC, but it was years later. So I'm not holding my breath for how quick that would be if that happens at all. But, um, this it is took me like five months to find a PS5 and I did it specifically so I'd have the PS5 to play Horizon Forbidden West when it comes out in February. <laughs> My experience was the opposite. I Once I started hardcore looking, it only took me about a month to secure a PS5, but it took me the rest of this year to find an Xbox Series X. Yeah, I think I what happened... It took me like a week to get the Xbox, but yeah, yeah. PlayStation was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had a they had a weird... That's wild. a weird thing, because you, you had a very different experience than me. I got... Uh, well, I got a Series X because somebody ordered two and did a whole midnight thing and all that and said, hey, I only need the one. Do you want to... Do you want to buy mine off me? So I just got lucky that way. Um, but you're at oh, right man, yeah. right was, now. It's hoping. impossible. You can't get them. Yeah, I was I was hoping for that. I was I was no joke. The only reason I was tweeting about my failures is I was hoping someone would be like, "Yo, I've got an extra, and I won't I won't mark you up on it." Like yeah. that's the only. I'm I'm letting you know my 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 tactic now. Yeah. I was just hoping someone would pipe up with an extra. Yeah, and all I'm looking for, I just I'll take a digital one, uh, PS5. I don't need the disc one. Just give me, you know, the cheaper deal, whatever. Uh, I'll take a scratch on it. You get some scratches. It's fine. Let's just go ahead and sell me your used, your slightly used but functioning yeah, PS5. Yeah, you can get those 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 color changing shells now for them. Yeah, that they they sued that third party for. And maybe don't charge. Uh, you know, don't scalp it to me for twelve twelve hundred dollars. Maybe that. Maybe not. I mean, that. you can try. I won't pay it. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Forbidden West. I mean, I'm just watching this video here, and I'm still kind of blown away by the gameplay reveal they had at the at their next play thing. It's just still just one of the most gorgeous things I've been shown this year. And and this is the irony of why it reminded me of Killzone. Looking at this and knowing that this is gameplay, and knowing that it is like nothing about this says, oh, they faked <laughs> it. Uh, go back to sometime and watch that Killzone two trailer. It's terrible. We all thought it was like the end all be all. It's that's not anything special. This looks like you need to put your head in whatever year that was. Yeah. It, it, I I remember looking at it, and be like, boy, this is a really pretty game. I'm not interested in. Yeah, but it sure <laughs> did look good at the time. <laughs> it did. It looked very nice. Never was the Halo killer they promised. Uh, all right, any uh, Dark Souls fans here? You guys want to play Elden Ring in a month or two, whenever it is? Let's see, February I, is the current I'm day. legitimately curious. Does anyone here play those games? Because I do not. I don't. I, I wish I did. I don't. Jocelyn, do you? I yeah. don't really, but I'm kind of interested in Elden Ring just because they seem to be putting the trappings of fantasy things that I like into that game. Like, Dark Souls is just so dark yeah yeah <laughs> and like it just i don't know like i i kind of like got into dark souls started playing it and it was just a bunch of skeletons in a castle and they killed me really fast and i was like this isn't fun <laughs> mm. i mean you're gonna have some of those gameplay tropes here as well where it's very difficult saves are few and far between 
Uh, everything is very, uh, you know, animation specific sort of fight. So you, you can't, you got to parry the exact right times. All those things are going to still be true here, but mm-hmm. I'm with you that the world way more interesting looking to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that might up. be enough. Yeah. Like I still want to pick up demon souls, like the PS5 remake. Cause it's just so pretty yeah, and it's, it's really an aesthetic. Pretty. I really, I like that old school medieval look Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, but these are the, like, I, I don't know. I look at these and I know people of all ages play it, but I look at this as like a young man's game. Like, I think if like you're in <laughs> high school and you've got nothing but time to die over and over again until you get perfect at this game. Yeah. Like this is the type of, like I liked Ninja Gaiden back in the day. Yeah. So like, I, I understand and res- like, I respect this type of game. Like I totally get that. Like it's hard for heart's sake, but Yo, I'm turning 35 in a few weeks. Like, I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> it's uh, funny. I have the exact opposite kind of reaction to this. Is like, I, before, I didn't really have the, like, patience, I guess. Or, like, I needed so much more out of my games. And now I'm like, oh, man, you know what? I've played a lot of games like that. Maybe I will actually really like something that I need to try over and over and over. Like, I haven't done that since, like, the Super Nintendo days of, like, the Adams Family, what the Pugsley scavenger hunt type thing. They're like Aladdin. <laughs> like those are the game. Same are you even talking about? <laughs> oh my god! Bro, what? <laughs> Tell me about this no, game. I want to know more. Adams. There was an Adams Family game. Yeah, there was an Adams Family game, and it was so hard. Yeah, Pugsley scavenger hunt. Family. Oh, oh, this is a Game Boy game. Oh, okay, there was a Super Nintendo version. There was Nintendo, a Super Nintendo yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, it was based on the cartoon. I watched the shit out of this cartoon as a kid. Yeah. That's the um, thing, right? Like it was, it was perfect. I can't believe I you didn't never play it. Heard of this? No, I played <laughs> Aladdin, but I played the Genesis version, and I beat the hell out of that game. And, and I was bad, in, like I was not a good video game player in the Genesis era. Yeah, I think I beat Sonic Two, and I beat Sonic Two, Jurassic Park, and Aladdin. I think those are the only games I ever beat on the Sega. So is this game? This came out. Let's see, ninety one. It looks like so. This would have been a tie into that first movie, I guess. Uh, uh, when that happened, oh my lord. I'm looking at some of this. Wow. Okay, but you know what? You're not, you're not wrong to point. I think you're right to point to these older games because they did have a tendency to, you know, difficulty was definitely a part of them. They didn't necessarily have save points. If they had them at all, it'd be like some weird code you had to oh, enter. Oh, yeah, there were no save points. Like, you just had to execute everything perfectly. You had three lives and that was it. And if you failed, you went right back to the start of level one. Yeah. Ooh, this reviewed very poorly back then, but it looks okay. It's all right. They you obviously know. didn't know what they were talking about because I, I played yeah. the crap out of it I'm as at a right now, like, seven-year-old. Yeah, it looks super charming. Yeah, it does. <laughs> look at this guy flying. Is that Gomez? Yeah, he's flying around getting money because because Gomez likes money. Oh, there's cla- <laughs> yeah. This looks this looks like uh, one of those kind of games. And so I don't know the Elder Scrolls. I'm not saying play it now, guys. Just to be clear, like don't go and try to get. <laughs> yeah, don't find it now. I'm, but, I'm like, grabbing an emulator right now. Let's go. Jocelyn likes to play. <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel you, but. I, I guess what I was trying to say, not Elder Scrolls, but um, Elden Ring and the Dark Souls kind of Souls-like uh, game genre is trying to t- channel that. And I agree with Garrett that I think it's just a different kind of thing for a different generation. What I wish they would do, and they did this with Star Wars Jedi Redhead game. What was that called? What was the name of that? The new one. The, Jedi Fallen Order. There it is. <laughs> uh, the Redheaded Jedi guy game. He, yeah, he, Jedi uh, Secrets of the Ginger. That's, that's that <laughs> <laughs> that game had a load of souls like stuff in it, but it had really a diffi- had a difficulty scale that I could at least tweak and make work for me. 
And that's what I really liked about it because I didn't have to go full souls like I could kind of go halfway and, and feel pretty good about it. I wish these games would do this. From Software doesn't do that. They're just like, hey, do you like hard things? Good. Here's everything that's hard ever. Are we, are we going to get back into this debate? I'm, 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 no, no. I'm a little over it. <laughs> yeah. You're, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, all I'm saying is give me an easy mode. That's a fair thing to ask, right? Elden Ring easy mode. It's not going to happen. literally the heart of the controversy. <laughs> I know it is, but I'm saying here's all they have to do. I don't know why everyone who's like get good can, can't can have their hard mode and let me have my easy mode. Why not? What is the problem? To that I say, uh, you know, where were you during the Halo days? Because we all bragged about beating it on Legendary, but that wasn't the only way to play. No, it wasn't. And you know what? I appreciated the fact that that wasn't the only way to play. I think video games should be accessible to various skill levels and schedules. That's the main thing. <laughs> I don't have time to, to freaking beat Elden Ring, but I do have time to experience a cool world and do it with less, you know, less punishing combat. Uh, I wish they'd let me. That's all I'm saying. All right. And I, all I mean, of you would go, well, no, they can't because of whatever reason. There's no good argument against this. Like, I know we're going to get emails about this. There's no good argument against it. If it's as hard as you want it to be, <laughs> if it's as hard as you want it to be, then it's already the game you want. If it has a setting I, to make it easier for me, why do you care? I so wanted to skirt this entire conversation. <laughs> and here you are just, Scott's just in the front yard with a shovel, just yeah. already six feet in the ground. Just, no, we're mining for controversy yeah, here. I'm gonna, Let's go. I'm going to find it. There's, there's, there's gold in them there, Hills. All oh, right. That was great, man. I have a few others here uh, that we don't need to spend tons of time with. Like, uh, you know, some people, uh, the car pornists among us, like you, Garrett, might be playing oh, for Antares. Excuse me. I just sit here and listen to Jocelyn write a love letter to horizon all right i need a second for gran turismo do it give it to me i want to hear why why will gran turismo rope you in this yeah all right yeah man gran turismo sport like was fun um but like i am this person that came to gran turismo very very late i played it a little bit at my friend's houses like during like the gt2 and gt3 days that was it i never Mm -hmm. really had my own copy yeah um uh so i've uh, over the, the when we had our first like legit and only um, quarantine in the States, I built my own sim rig. I bought an actual car seat off of Facebook marketplace and built a little frame out of two by fours and screwed that sucker in and got myself a cheap flat screen, mounted it on the wall and built myself a sim rig. And oh I'm really Lord. proud of my C rating in Gran Turismo sport. Cause that yeah. game, uh, people are very good at that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's competitive as hell. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know what it was in my head, but I, for some reason I thought you were more akin to something like the horizon, uh, Forza game style of play and less like this just all. like purity of, you know, uh, Forza has a terrible, uh, com- like competitive online environment in my opinion. Mm. Um, it's, uh, really, really bad. Uh, everyone on there just wants to ram you off the track. Um, Gran Turismo. That's a valid play style. (laughs) Yeah. Gran Turismo is accessible sim adjacent racing. Uh, In the world of racing sims, Gran Turismo is considered a baby's toy. Uh, But uh, it's it's still sim adjacent. It has real world tracks, real world cars. And for the most part, the player base want to learn how to race and improve and get better. And its system of matchmaking, I think, is the best that I've come into contact with. I've I've tried more hardcore sims like a set of Corsa, uh, but the the 
the simplicity with which you can get into a race in Gran Turismo and it will grade you and match you with similar skilled drivers is, is I think the best in, in the market of racing games. Huh? Well, if you're in uh, into cars as porn, uh, pretty sure this is your jam right this is where you're oh yeah i love i also love car porn yeah, yeah car porn's pretty Turismo good is, is pretty exceptional car porn yeah. yeah and they're really into like hey look at this <laughs> you know what i mean like there's a lot of this game that is about you looking at a thing and pausing that and doing a little photo mode and sharing that with your friends and you know it's it's a little bit of a not not fetishy because i don't want to that has weird connotations but you know if you're into cars hot damn gran turismo might be your thing <laughs> all right Let's skip ahead. Tina's tiny or sorry, tiny Tina's wonder wonderlands. I could not care less about this game and someone should convince me why I shouldn't be excited. I can't get excited about it. I have multiple really? friends yeah. that are raging fanboys about tiny Tina and think she's the greatest thing in borderlands. Um, I'm not a huge borderlands fan. I played the first two. I enjoyed them ish. I had an enjoyable ish time. Yeah. Um, I just don't think the shooting's all that great. Yeah. I think it's like, okay. Shooting. It's got the good Diablo, uh, you know, dropping shit all day and picking up better weapons thing going for it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, d- I haven't played it since Diablo 3 came out. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so I wait. don't think I had. The, I didn't realize that until this exact moment. Uh, Diablo 3 came out and I was like, cool. I never need to play Borderlands again. Well, uh, there's unicorns in it. So I got to think Jocelyn's stoked about this. Uh, just kidding. I know you like unicorns. But so, all right, Jocelyn, you, you, had a, you had a tone of excitement there. Is this the game you were wanting to play? Well, I was kind of the same as Garrett. Like I played one and two um, Borderlands and I was kind of like, okay, yeah, this this is what it is. Because basically I had friends that also wanted to play it. So I kind of just jumped into that like fourth spot sort of thing. Um, But it was never really my jam. And then I just I saw the trailer for this and I did really like Tiny Tina in Borderlands. Like I thought she was a great character. And the fact that she's just getting her own game, like all of the like aesthetics and the humor and stuff just was right up my alley. And I'm like, maybe I might actually like this. What? It's the first time I've really been interested in a Borderlands thing since like borderlands 2 came out (laughs) so i I played 2 like it was going out of style i loved it but i just really fell off of it after a while and kind of just didn't like 3 did no excitement for me i just i I didn't even touch (laughs) 3 same deal i I think i bought it on sale and played like two hours of it and i was like i'm not feeling it the worry here is that this game is not worry because this is what people want i think but it looks like it's just borderlands uh, I mean, it's still a shooter and it's still loot based and you're in a fantasy place and there's some kind of weird <laughs> D overworld thing going on. Oh, that's um, Tiny Tina's whole jam. Yeah. And there's a whole, there's a big, there's a giant Cheeto you have to get past because get it. Gamers like Cheetos get it. Cause that's a <laughs> Cheeto. Like I'm a little worried about that. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the point though. That is Borderlands brand. And, and like, I don't think it's particularly hilarious, but like I'm, there's clearly a fan base. And so I, I think people who love Borderlands, like I think Borderlands is doing what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that for me, I imagine this is how a lot of people are with Halo. Cause I love Halo. I play every Halo and I think even bad Halo is good. Halo. Yeah. All um, Halo is good. And, Halo. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Whereas I think for a lot of people, Halo, like much like emo is this thing that was really popular in the early aughts and they have never <laughs> gone back to it. And that's yeah. how I feel about Borderlands. Yeah. It is very much a, a point in time that I, really don't have a lot of interest returning to well uh we'll see how that thing fares i could be convinced by the way emo's still great emo is like uh (laughs) 
What about the people that are dancing in the parking lot? That weird dance they do. Is that still great or is that a is that terrible? Uh, uh, sir, those are like uh, rave goths. That is not emo. Okay, That's I really hate that. <laughs> whatever that is, whatever they got going there, really, really dislike it. It's not uh, a fan. Scott, uh, all I want yeah. for Christmas is you. Yeah, well, you can have me because uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was. Wow, going, but... <laughs> I mean that was that was easy. Wow, yeah. yeah, you didn't even have to work for that. Yeah, that was kind of emo. You're right. But those guys that dance under the under the parking lots and stuff freak me out. They give me the they make me feel like I might get hurt if I go walk around there. Is that a weird thing to say? It's kind of, yeah, that's the dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people at home, I wish you could see Garrett dancing. All right, um, um, on to one I think I'm actually excited about. And speaking of you know hit and miss humor attempts in a open world environment, uh, I'm a big fan of most of the Saints Row series. I really liked three. And I thought four was pretty good. Uh, before three and after four, I don't know, things get a little fishy. But they're about to reboot this thing. They're basically starting over with a whole new jam. And they're calling it just straight up Saints Row. Uh, I think it looks stupid and ridiculous and over the top. And that's kind of what I want out of a game like this. So my expectation is I'll probably spend a lot of time in this world and... It'll be real dumb and lots of fart jokes and, you know, it'll be just, you know, people kicking each other in the nuts and that, that'll be the game. And that's fine. That's, yeah. Uh, like if, if we're Borderlands uh, style of humor is like kind of just doesn't really land for me. I love Saints Row's style of humor. Yeah. Um, I think three is one of my favorite games. I love Saints Row three. Yeah, three is amazing. Three really um, just nailed all the, I, I don't know. That's, that's where <clears throat> they got it right. And I feel like they maybe went a little too far later or, you know, just took themselves. I don't know. They, they, I, they missed yeah, the point. I, li- I liked the, the crescendo of four where you're like, yeah, you're basically Neo. You can fly and shit. Go nuts. Yeah. Like, it really um, was. I, I enjoyed four. Three was my favorite though. Um, I don't know. Any game where I can like beat people to death with a giant dildo. Like, I mean, what more can you ask for? <laughs> Yeah, why not? I mean, more, in, in more. that way, I'm actually kind of worried about the new Saints Row because I saw the trailer and uh, I didn't like even giggle. Like, it didn't seem to be a sense of humor about it beyond the visuals. Yeah, a little worried about that. Uh, same. Yeah. I mean, although, again, I've said, like I've said before, I just think all of them have been a little hit and miss with the humor. I can deal with it in, in three more because I feel like three's world reflects it more. Uh, this looks like, you know, a modern ass looking game. Nice visuals. I suspect I'll spend a ton of time in there. I don't the know. The wingsuit looks very fun. Uh, Joss, any fa- fandom for the uh, Saints Row series? None at all. None? <laughs> how, how are you with open world in general? Like, do you, I mean, obviously, like Horizon for uh, Zero Dawn and all that, but uh, like, you know, GTA likes. Do they give you, do they, are they attracted? Are you attracted to any of that? Well, I mean, not so much the city based stuff. Like anything with like cities and cars, I'm kind of like, eh, it's yeah. just not my jam. Yeah. Like I live in a city. I have a car. Like <laughs> <laughs> show me a flying horse and make me, let me do magic. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I live in a city and I have a car. Show me some magic. That's a great line. <laughs> I really I like that. I live in a city and I have a car too, but I don't get to run people over with it and then get pulled the rocket launcher out of my trunk and blow up yeah, a fire but- truck. That's yeah. not my fantasy, though, Garrett. <laughs> I'm, not it is yours. I'm not saying it is my fantasy. I'm just saying that uh, it's a fun. It's it's a surprisingly fun fantasy to to take part in. Yeah, there's a there's a some there's something I like about the violence in a game like that because it's so over the top and dumb that I can never take it seriously. Right? Like it's just like oh, I it just appeals. wasted a whole town full of people. Ha ha ha, and move on. 
And I sometimes you want that where it's just flip frivolous and, and nobody got hurt. Really, <laughs> just, it, it, it appeals to the inner like uh, uh, Limp Biscuit fan in me because it, if you could play the song "Break Stuff," Break it stuff? would be a GTA game. Oh my lord! And, that's and, fair. And that's that's there's something about I really like cheesy, over the top violence. Like, well, what I'm if you don't have what if you don't have a mini Limp Biscuit fan in me or out of me? That's nowhere near me. <laughs> what if what if I don't like Fred Durst? Am I still well, alive? I I guess you're in denial because you enjoy GTA and Saints Row. That's true. I do like both those games. So and then there's Jocelyn who likes Limp Bizkit but doesn't like Saints Row. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I noticed that quick that uh, you knew that song, Jocelyn. You were like on the. <laughs> Right on the money there. Yeah. That's our, our vocal warm-ups before an episode of Angry Chicken. We, 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 we do call and response on, uh, on either roll-in or break stuff. Oh, my yeah. Lord. That's fantastic. <laughs> I actually heard their new album's okay. That's what I heard. I haven't it heard is it. decent. I, I'm yeah. really not that person anymore and don't really feel like listening <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, Garrett and I just had a very specifically same high school experience. <laughs> uh, it, it was grade school for me, but yeah. Yeah. Oh like, no. Yeah, look at this young this young buck here with us. Yeah, I had a, a burnt burnt copies of the Marshall Mathers LP and significant other uh that I had to hide in my CD collection from my parents cuz they <laughs> always got me stuff from Walmart which was edited. Yeah. Of course, cuz that's how Walmart rolls. That's what they do. Uh they're edited for your pleasure. All right. Uh another one I'm excited about is one we don't have to talk a ton about cuz I think it fits kind of squarely in the Horizon Forbidden West zone but uh god of war ragnarok follow up to the incredibly well received and reviewed god of war which is also ostensibly a reboot of the series uh with you know the boy (laughs) and the whatnot this is is a number one top of the list for me this is what i am the most excited to play yeah i am too i don't know I, i i ebb and flow on linear experiences and that game was pretty linear um, and nothing wrong with that, you know. I I love the uh, Nathan Drake games; they're all pretty linear. Um, there's plenty of linear experiences I like, but my expectation is this God of War follow up will be again a linear experience. And at the moment, I kind of want big, open, let me do what I want to do games. And maybe you know, see this if game these reminded me how much I love like old school overworlds, though, because it had an overworld a la Ocarina of Time. Oh, that's where it was, true. Like, a central hub that you return to. And if you wanted to do side stuff, you could always like you'd backtrack and go to old places. And also, again, kind of like uh, Fallen Order had this like souls adjacent difficulty to it. If you wanted to you know, up the difficulty or go try those damn over there, the harpies, the harpies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It had a I stumbled across one on accident and it just like completely just ate my face. Oh, no, they were dicks. They were dicks. But at the highest level, highest level dick going on there. Don't believe harpies have dicks, but yeah. <laughs> no, they were they were free of genital uh, notification as far <laughs> as I know. Um but here's the here's the deal. Uh I think I just, uh, this is more of a commentary on the overall use of of Kratos. I think it's a minor miracle what they pulled off because Kratos up to the point of this game that comes before Ragnarok um, and this and this is a follow up. Kratos was just over the top, ridiculous action the way you're used to action kind of action her- character hero thing. Very two dimensional, just pissed all the time, sleeping with the ladies and causing havoc. That's his deal. You listen, they, man. You got to break that vase. Yeah, and they did, and they they blow my they blew my mind 
with it. Like, I can't believe how effectively they did it. And in essence, they finally gave Sony the mascot they deserve because they've never really been able to nail one down. You know, it's like, well, uh, Crash Bandicoot's kind of the mascot. Well, is he, though? Not really. Well, don't really want the Last of Us people to be the, the mascot or Nathan Drake or something. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, you know what I want for my mascot is is extreme emotional trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what you get here is finally you get this recognizable and now really nuanced character that I think is like tonally fits the PlayStation world. And they finally got their Master Chief. They finally got their Mario in a, in a weird way of saying that. But. They got their and guy. It's a bearded bald man who just goes, boy. Boy. <laughs> Over here, boy. Uh Chatroom says, Are you thinking of, Ma- of Valkyries, not uh uh Harpies? Harpies. Oh, I guess they were Valkyries. Yeah. yeah. Valkyrie needs food I, badly. How could I ever confuse those two? Ask your uncles. Um, all right, let's move on to uh I just put it in here because I'm excited about it and I shouldn't be, but I am. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. <laughs> Yo, I love Kirby, and this game looks great. It looks dope. Uh, speaking of open worlds, this will be the first time Kirby's ever done anything like that, best I know. And um, I really like Kirby, and I really like open world games. So it seems like this is what I want. Also, I like apocalyptic ideas, and the game's literally like Kirby digging through a dead world trying to figure out what the F happened. So Kirby stars in <laughs> The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> Like everything's all banged up. There's shit everywhere. Everything, the city's all overgrown. This mall's got birds in it and growth and garbage. And, you know, it looks like a mess. And there's no people. And it's just Kirby going, all right, (laughs) I gotta solve this deal. I guess I just need to eat some things. Yeah. I'm actually really excited about this. It's actually not unlike me during quarantine, which is, you know, the world's on fire and uh, the apocalypse is now. I guess I should just eat something. Yeah. Eat something. (laughs) In my case, eat too much is what I do these days. I yeah. eat way too much. Uh, you want to talk about uh, things I overplayed on like the Game Boy, Kirby's Dream Land 2. Oh, it's an amazing it's, game. Nothing wrong with that. What was the game. one with the lines you would draw on the DS? I love that one. Uh, Kirby's Magic Line Drawing. No, that's not the name. <laughs> was it the Magic Yarn? Magic. No, Yarn was the one that had actual yarn in it. Um, oh, that was, yeah, that was us. A- was that a Switch game? That may have been a Switch game. DS DS had this game where you used the stylus, and to get him anywhere, you had to create like ramps and draw them. And you had limited length you could make. And as the game went on, you could upgrade the length and that sort of thing. It's starting to sound dirty, but anyway, the point is, uh, you can. It was it was amazing. It was such an amazing game. And this looks like the first time they've ever gone like full, you know, post Mario sixty four three D world with him. And I'm I'm all in, dude. This looks great. And look at that. He's hucking. Look at that. Swallowed a dude. Oh, barfed him up on another guy. That's Kirby shit going on. All right. <laughs> I'll let my I'll try to maintain my excitement on that one. A uh, couple others here. Oh, Breath of the Wild 2. Here's the deal, Nintendo. If you want that to be a game I grind in 2022, you best remove the breakable weapons. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I, I know you're not gonna you're going to do it. They're not going to do it. But if if they did that, Sign me up. I don't want anything to do it. I got so much hate on the last episode of The Instance where I said that I thought Breath of the Wild 2 was the most overrated game of the last decade. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot I of I want real dungeons that. back. Yeah. You want you want Zelda back. That's I what you want. I hated those shrines and those stupid machines. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the machines were cool. I thought they were short. The shrines, I got so bored with eventually. Yeah. I mean, my, my bigger issue with it was uh, I didn't like that. The, I talked about this a little bit. Like, the, it, the music was so subtle 
Except for every time you came across one of those stupid monsters that played that stupid, it sounded like Brass Monkey without the Beastie Boys rapping. <laughs> so you heard that more than you heard a Zelda soundtrack, which is a crime against humanity. Yeah. Um, and the powers are great. The powers are like legitimately, I think, some of the best abilities I've ever seen in a Zelda game. And I just wanted to take them through long, sprawling dungeons. Yeah. And I agree. The, the machines I thought were really good. They were just a little short. And so it's like, well, yeah, that's the thing. They were short. The shrines were short. The shrines were all over the place and they didn't really tie into each other too much. Like not like an old school, big, huge, long figure out a gajillion floors in the water temple. Like I want to do that again. Yeah. I hope there's more of that. Or you know what? I'd be happy if they just re-release Wind Waker again because I love that game. I could play Wind Waker right now. <laughs> like right this second, I would play it. I'd hang up with you guys and play that game immediately if it was available. That's that's how much I yeah. like that. Yeah. And again, like to be clear, like I get why people like this game. Like I think it is, I think it is objectively a great game. It's just not like a Zelda game I particularly like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Pokemon Legends. Pokemon? Did I say Pokemon? Didn't mean to. Pokemon. I sound hey, like you sound like my mom. My mom says Pokemon. I sound like the, this lady right here. Back to Pokemon Go. All right. We don't want to hear her anymore. <laughs> Pokemon. Uh, pocket, Pokemon. <laughs> pocket Man. Pokemon Legends Arcurus? Arcus? Arcurus? How do you say that last so, pit? Nailed so it. I, I was unaware <laughs> of this game and Googled it in preparation of this show, and it sounds awesome, and I want to play it. Yeah, it's looks cool, man. Like I knew this was coming. Um, and I'm not a Pokemon like me. I got to get every damn version of the game, but I've enjoyed me some Pokemon in the, in my time. And I think this just looks really cool. Like visually, it's kind of what I've been asking for. Like change it up, quit going with like the top down sameness of, of, uh, these games and give me something, you know, like a proper 3d world or whatever. And it feels so like that's rich. what they've done. Like I, since the N64 days, I've been begging for something where you put me down in the Pokemon world. Yeah. Yeah. It's been forever. Uh, isn't this a re- this is some kind of Game Boy redo or something? I may have that wrong in my head. In my head, this is a game where it used to be a Game Boy game, and then they made a... This is like them making it 3D and new again. Kind of like the Zelda, what was that I, Zelda I game? I don't know. I'm I I really love Pokemon, but I'm a passive fan, and like it's for me, it's very strictly like a major nostalgia for the OG anime and the OG like red and blue and eventually yellow. Yeah. Um. So like I played X and Y and a, and a few others. Um. But but my my real fandom is steeply stuck in 1998. Like. Yeah. Um, but this is this is something that I'm pretty sure I'm gonna pick up. Did any of y'all play uh, Splatoon 2 at all? Did you play Splatoon 1? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. A fellow fan. I really liked it. I liked the, um, like the, um, like the multiplayer, like the, the competitive, competitive. I don't, can Splatoon be competitive? Sure. Sure. Why not? I mean, they had a whole competitive circuit, don't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They totally do. Um, They had, I mean, there was the thing that made two interesting is two kind of had a single player element, but it wasn't super big it was kind of short and fun but short made me want more of that but it was mostly about the head-to-head stuff and mm-hmm. it was fun and i really like i mean i don't think it gets enough credit for being a cool new looking nintendo property like those squid people are cool looking and they should be in more shit like is there well maybe there is i don't play enough smash to know this is there a squid dude in mash or smash there should be <laughs> 
in mash <laughs> yes the old 70s show mash uh, there's a squid dude but no for real I like i did i think they did add um splatoon to uh, yeah it's the uh i think it's the squid sisters i think they? yeah okay it like hosts the like the news show or whatever <laughs> oh i hate those two they're my least favorite thing about the game because they just you can't skip them. They just talk and talk and talk and <laughs> kind of hate it. All right. Oh, well, hold on. It's, it looks like they might be an assist trophy. I think I've got that wrong. Oh, well, who, whoever. I, I Again, my smash knowledge is about as limited as it gets. So I have no freaking idea. But um, apparently inklings are in smash. Oh, okay. okay. Some kind of. Okay, inkling. Yeah. So it's it's like a player character, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm a I'm a fan of the look, the style, the take. I just think it's like 90s ass looking stuff i love the idea that you gotta clean up other people's ink because they left their ink where your ink should be and you, we win the match not just by knocking people out but by painting the place so this is some by really paint, cool yeah stuff. getting your color everywhere and you can kill people with paint like <laughs> i don't know i like, just like yeah. it's so fun <laughs> i agree i agree i'm glad you said 90s because i always thought it looked like like the heyday of nickelodeon cartoons oh yeah big mm. time big time i do i definitely feel a throwback like there's a sega quality to it you could tell me that you know, if, if Sega had made a Dreamcast game called Splatoon, I would I would believe you. Um, and there's nothing wrong <laughs> yeah, with that. Yeah, I, I, get it this weekend alongside Power Stone. There you go. Oh, dude, don't even say those words. I love Power Stone so freaking much. Holy shit. I played Power Stone till my eyes bled. And now I'm blind. Just kidding. That's not true. All right. Uh, what else? I'm looking forward to Warhammer 40K, uh, 40K Dark Tide. This game was supposed to come out this year. It didn't. It'll be out in 2022. Game passed day one. Uh, I love uh, uh, Vermintide 2 in particular. This is the same devs making this. It's a co-op, think Left 4 Dead, but set in the Warhammer universe, in this case, the 40K universe. I could not be more excited to play this with my friends, and the yep. sooner it gets here, the better. Yeah, I, I want this real bad. Vermin, I like Vermintide 2 enough, but I prefer 40K to Sigmar. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. just looks so right up my alley. I get in trouble with people um, who don't who think the the fantasy Warhammer is the jam, and not me. I I would I, I, I think they're both they're both cool, but I like I like Space Marines, man. They just look cool. The Space Marines are great. Uh, those arachnid things, what are they called? Terranids, ter, ter, whatever they are. Terranids. Space yeah. space orcs are the best orcs. Um, <laughs> they're amazing. I mean, the fact that, oh, you guys, I mean, we haven't even talked about how uh, they announced. The problem is we don't have a date, so I didn't bring it up, but, but they announced uh, Space Marine 2 is happening, and I could not be more excited. That was my number one takeaway from the Game Awards was that game, and I could just spend all day here. They're in giant derelict ships shaped like castles in the middle of space, and look at all the shit you got to fight. Like, why wouldn't you play this game? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to play this so hard. And it's co-op. You like co-op, Joss? Come on, let's play Dark Tide. You I and do. Me. All right. I We're- mean, it, it's Game Pass day one. I'm down. I'm, honestly, Game Pass has introduced me to so many franchises I otherwise wouldn't have touched. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. We were we were discussing this on Core yesterday. Uh, some games you'll never ever check out because, well, that's thirty bucks, and I don't really know if that's going to be for me. But if it shows up on Game Pass or a service like it, you have no problem and there's no reason not to check it right and then you end up discovering something you're like oh my gosh i'm so glad i just ran into this because i never knew this game existed or that would be this good or whatever and um i know there are people like that with certain game pass stuff in fact i played that aliens game um what's it called strike team power team 
something team? Uh, uh, fire fire team? team? Fire team. Aliens fire team. Strike power fire I, team. Colonial. It's, yeah, it's having a bit of a second life because it's like on Game Pass. Yeah. I still I still haven't tried it. I'm I'm into my second playthrough of the Infinite Campaign. I enjoyed it so much. Oh, look like, at right, you. That's awesome. Time to try Heroic now that I'm not terrible at Halo. I keep so. hearing the end of that game, and I'm not there, uh, is a little rough. Would you say that's true? The end of Infinite? I liked it. Hmm. I okay. liked it quite a bit actually can't remember um, who it was somebody was saying this was my game of the year until i hit the final i don't know 10th of the game or something in the in the campaign and just said it was like a chore but i don't I, that's true of a lot of halo games actually it's true of a lot of shooters just gonna put that out there <laughs> i yeah i i really enjoy there's a thing once you finish it man there's a thing i really want to talk to you about because there was a there's a, a, a rather long level towards the end that i loved really I wonder if that's yeah. The one I could. About. I guess I could see where it's a tad repetitive, but I really liked the setup for it, and yeah, I just had a good time. All right, how do we feel about Baldur's Gate? How do, do we uh, like I've that? I've never game? played one, so it's not <laughs> oh, really on my radar. Garrett, oh my gosh, you, <laughs> you have to play a Baldur's Gate game, and probably it'll be this new one. But Baldur's Gate three currently in early access, so you know it's not an unknown thing at this point. People know what it is, and they're adding content here and there, but. That's supposed to finally be out this year, and I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Baldur's Gate fan. It was my original Bioware game. Um, I couldn't believe how cool that game was in its day. It was just so rad. 2 was really good as well. I liked Icewind Dale. I liked all those spinoffs. Anything in that original Infinity Engine, I think it was called. Unity? No, Infinity Engine, I think is what it was called. Anyway, this looks like uh, an amazing thing. It's made by those guys that, uh, what's the name of them? Shoot, I never remember the name of the dev, but they make um, they make Original Sin two, which you know is a huge popular uh, thing, and it looks very much like that. Like it might play like that, but anyway, Baldur's Gate three. I expect all sorts of shit in there, and I'm gonna play it. So suck it, everybody else. I'm playing Baldur's Gate three in 2022. Uh, so take that. It'll be co-op too. So another fun. I don't think anybody's mad about that, Scott. No, I know. I'm kind of kind of making it up a little bit. A little controversy out of nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna play it. Oh, Larian, that's who it is. That's the developer is Larian. Thank you for the correction, chat. Uh, Tally in our chat, I know played a ton of three when it launched and uh, seemed to really like it. Um, there's others in our chat who like it. I'm very excited about that game. So it'll be good. Now here's a list of possibles that I don't feel like are all that likely for next year, but they might happen. Probably a new ESO expansion of some sort. So Jocelyn and I will be excited about that. Maybe Garrett Woo. will. I don't know. Uh, a new WoW expansion maybe gets announced. Won't come out though, right? Too early. Uh, what else? Diablo 4. Probably not happening next year. I would be. I thought that they confirmed or alluded to it not coming next year. Uh, I thought that was in their, their earnings call or whatever. Maybe. Or I thought it was. Well, maybe it was both of them. Overwatch 2 also probably not likely. And it yeah, seems like I thought they, it was both of them. And they were like, eh, not coming next year. Yeah. <laughs> so so neither of those are probably on our on our list. Um, there's a new Guild Wars expansion coming out in February, which I'm actually looking forward to. I like that game a lot. Um, Overwatch 2, we said, oh, Darkest Dungeon 2, which is an early access right now on Epic's store, is very good. So I just want to sneak that one in there. Probably won't be done this year, but it's possible. If it is, you're all in for a treat. It's rad. If you thought the first dungeon or darkest dungeons was too punishing and um, kind of left you, you know, wishing you could, it was a little more accessible or whatever, you'd be happy because this one is it's still hard. It's hard as nails, but it's way more accessible than I think the first game. 
anyway, so that's the thing to look forward to. Uh, so those are the ones we're looking at. Um, of all of those, is there one? Okay, a gun to your head, the two of you. You have to choose one of these that we talked about. One of these mostly confirmed for the next year. Someone holds a gun to your head and says, you have to choose one of these out of all of these. What game do you choose? Jocelyn, which one? Forbidden West. Oh, Hands my Lord. Down. Seems like an easy answer. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't even hard. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, <laughs> Ask what? me in any other year might be hard, but not this year. <laughs> not this year. Garrett, which of these is doing that for Ragnarok. you? Ragnarok. Oh, man, you're not even hesitating. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I feel I like I'm loved. torn, but I I don't know. Probably probably Starfield, if they can deliver what I hope it is. I don't know. See, the problem is you guys... I think Starfield is 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 very likely to surprise me and become my favorite game of the year. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge Bethesda fan, but Skyrim was that for me. It was like, I was like, ah, I don't really like Bethesda games. Here they are with another Elder Scrolls and their mirrored face textures that I have to stare at straight on. <laughs> and uh, that game is freaking incredible, yeah. um, as we all now know. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I think Starfield has the potential to be my favorite game of the year. Okay. Uh, but I am 100% day one, full price spending on Ragnarok. Give me that game. Give me it now. Is that going to be, uh, what do you just predict there? 79 bucks for the basic version? That's what they're doing now? Whatever it is, it is money that no longer belongs to me. <laughs> You've already spent it. <laughs> Ah, that's great. Um, there's actually a lot to like about next year. This year was a good game for or year for gaming. I feel like we're we're living in a time of uh, of, of an embarrassment of riches when it comes to choice for your games. Um, and we'll see what next year brings and what games we focus on here on the show. All right, let's talk real quick about what we're playing these days. I talked about Sea of Thieves. I also just want to mention a game that I cannot stop playing, and I don't even think it's that amazing. I just can't stop. <laughs> There's this game called Tavern Master. It's made by one dude. Uh, it's a Steam game, and it did quite well on Steam, which is how I discovered it because they put out their their lists of like bestsellers and most concurrent players and all that stuff Steam does every year. And uh, this was on one of those lists, and I went, well, "Wait, what is this thing?" It ended up being the game of my holiday break. It's all I played, and I loved it. It's very chill. You run a tavern that you build and can modify and add floors to and add bartenders to and then bring food in there and get kitchens and uh, run a table of adventurers who go out and get really rare stuff for you in between days. And then you hold events for the queen and all their people come and you get a ton of money for it. And then you build it out and build it out and spend more money. And there's a tech tree and like a weird battle pass XP system and just this insane, (laughs) insanely addictive loop that I just had to do one more time, one more time, one more time. And it turned into a complete obsession for me. And I ended up beating it um, on the campaign thing and then started a new game in sandbox mode where you can just spend all the money you want and do whatever you want. And I'm still doing that. I just am shocked how much I liked it. Uh, and I think it's great. If any of that sounds interesting to you to be a, a tycoon over your your rad little tavern in a in a mystical land, and that's really all it is. You're not going anywhere else. You're in the, you, you run the tavern. <laughs> Like, you're not going to go into town and buy horses or any of that shit. You are running that tavern. You're refilling drinks. You're opening new recipes uh, for food. And you're sending an adventurer off to get some kind of weird fish that you can only get if you spend 500 bucks on him doing it. It's a weird, it's a weird effing game, and I couldn't stop playing it. So that's what I've This actually sounds right up my alley. You probably really (laughs) like it. Steam page open now. I'm like, I'm going to buy that when we're done. (laughs) I I actually thought of you because I know you you know you like these you know, city builders and I do all that. and this is very much that but the nice thing about it 
I mean, it has its challenges, but none of them are hard. Like the game isn't hard by any stretch. And I found that to be exactly what I needed right now. It just scratches the itch of me building a thing and growing it out. And it kind of looks like Sim-ish. A little bit. <laughs> like the Sims, like you're building your house in the Sims. A little, a little bit. That's the whole game. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And I just love turning on like fast forward and watching all my people run around. And, you know, part of it is just <laughs> decorating and making it look cooler. And it ups everybody's uh, excitement to be there. Or ups, ups your chances of people being more patient for their food or drinks when you put in a fireplace or you put a cool decoration on the wall and you unlock the Mona Lisa at one point and hang that on the wall and it gives a big boost to prestige or whatever. And you can build up to four floors on this thing and it's stupid fun. I loved it. I really loved it. So anyway, that's what I played. Joss, what have you been up to? Uh, I've actually been playing a lot of Hearthstone. Um, They have the single player content that basically I have not touched. (laughs) So um, like more so just the stuff that they've put out this year. They did a whole bunch of um, they called them like book of. So there was book of heroes, which was all of the original um, like Hearthstone characters taken from Warcraft, obviously. So like they told the story of like Rexar and Jaina and Gul'dan and all the rest of it. But this year they did book of mercenaries, which I had zero interest in, but over the holidays, I was just looking for something to do. And I'm like, I'll just grind out these achievements, get the hero portraits or whatever. But the Book of Mercenaries content has actually turned out to be really interesting and I'm I'm really enjoying it. So Mm. like not so much for the Hearthstone part of it, but the storytelling part of it is actually really good. So uh, I'm surprised because, I mean, I really didn't care very much about the mercenaries that they were pushing this year as their story. I'm like, I don't care, <laughs> but mm. they're kind of making me care. So I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm surprised to hear it. A lot of people I felt like had fallen off of that or didn't feel like that was cool or whatever. But maybe you just have to get into it to, to appreciate it. Well, they they put a lot of the character development and the story in the single player, which is kind of fine. But yeah. when it's your whole entire big thing that you're doing this year maybe it could have been other places more so I somehow i don't know <laughs> uh garrett what have you been up to these days what are you playing Halo. Uh, the final fantasy and halo mostly yeah um are like the they're eating up a lot of my my holiday hours how how far so i hit level 28 or something 29 it's finally when the queue started to settle a little bit i was able to get some time in uh in final fantasy how, how far have you gotten in there. I'm on the last leg of quest to finish out the post-credit Realm Reborn patch content. Ah, gotcha. Okay, well you're so I'm I'm almost to Heaven's Ward. Okay, um, well, I'm like 56 or something, I think. So you're to the point that you that things get good is what everyone says. I mean, not That's that they're told. bad. I actually thought uh, pre-credits Realm Reborn was way better than post-credits. Post-credits, there's uh, a lot of scenes about people with people just sitting around a table talking politics, and it bores me to tears. Mm. <laughs> I look forward so, to skipping that. Yeah. That'll be um, fun. Yeah. However, I did just do one of the coolest dungeons I've done so far. Um, when you get up to Keeper of the Lake, that dungeon is dope. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's a really cool dungeon. They have some cool dungeons. Even some of their original Realm Reborn stuff uh, surprised me how much I liked it. And also, I was surprised how once in a while I was like, I'm not in the mood for a dungeon. I don't want to spend the next 45 minutes with these people. And then realize it's a single boss dungeon who's there as soon as you walk in. I like those because if you're not in the mood for that, oh, yeah. just are, kill a the, dude, the get a drop, get out. You know, I'd love yeah, the primals They're I think they're like technically considered trials, but yeah, I think of them as dungeons as well. Yeah. And and also it like, if you want to see some classic 
ridiculous over the top Final Fantasy summon animations. Yeah. Every single primal fight has one. Yep. And it's just so it's delight. It is anime to the max. I love it. That's amazing. The Garrett of a year ago is not the Garrett of today when it comes to Final Fantasy. Yeah, it turns out you should like probably actually like try a game before you judge it. Um, yeah, I, I'm big on works. aesthetics though, and like typically anime style games, like they don't really do much for me. Um, but being steeped in the game and you know spending a lot of hours in it, it's just like you know it, it starts to fade into the background. You're like, yeah, this is just how the world looks. Yeah, and so. Yeah, I, uh, I'll eat my hat. It's a fun ass MMO. <laughs> what kind of hat are you wearing, or what kind of hat will you eat? Tell me which one. What do you prefer? Uh, I'll eat the hat that says, "I wish I was playing this instead of the last two World of Warcraft expansions." Nice. That's a oh, the last two. Oof. I mean, well, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess that's right. Yeah, they haven't been great. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had jump ship back in BFA. I probably would have had a much more fun, grindy MMO life. Yeah, past, what's like, funny years. about that is they. It broke the chain, right? You know, the whole, like, every other Star Trek's a good Star Trek. And, or, you know, those this happens all the time with lots of different media. And Blizzard had that with WoW. It was like, every other expansion is the strong one. And that was true right up until Legion. And then BFA was a little wanting. And we were all like, well, yeah, it is the every other one. So it's okay. Whatever's after that is going to blow our minds. And that's where it got complicated. <laughs> Well, anyway, whatever. We'll see what they announce this year. Maybe there's uh, some reason to be excited. I don't know. Um, but, I'm going to uh, find it really hard to get excited going forward. Yeah, I mean, same. Shadowlands was such a letdown. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy's really, really killed my opinion of WoW. Like, it was the final nail in a in a, a mostly complete coffin. Um, like, where I'm like, oh, damn, this is, this is what I've been wanting out of an MMO, and... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to not talk about WoW too much because my opinions are really bad right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a great. I'm like I'm not on, a great I think time. I'm at a point where I'm like I think I need the people who are currently making that game to freaking leave. Yeah, and I need new blood making that game because I don't think I trust them anymore. Just flush that that uh, system and try try again. I don't know. There is a feeling like that here as well, and I don't. I, it's weird to feel that way, but. And this is aside from all the mess and the freaking harassment mm-hmm. issues yeah, and no, all that. Just game. <laughs> that just adds to the problem. But but if you're just talking game, boy, it really petered out. And things and and discovering things like, oh, well, look at ESO these days, or look at the strength of Final Fantasy, or look, check out what they're doing in Guild Wars while nobody was looking. That's been the, <laughs> that's the big eye opener for me. Uh, or even Star Wars. I was playing Old Republic, and there are players in there, like tons of them, all over the place in early levels, like leveling characters and doing stuff and. You know, there are healthy, healthy communities around these other MMOs and these other games are doing things in different ways that we just didn't know were happening. And I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know, my eyes open a little bit. It's weird. It's a weird experience. It, yeah, it's I mean, the MMO is inherently not to self-defend too much, you know, because people love throwing the word copium around right now. But yeah. uh, I think MMOs there you inherently have a lot of investment. Um, like I haven't played any other game since <laughs> 2005. Right. Um, there's no game from 2005. I am still playing. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I, I think kind of getting to a point of like, I'm, I think I'm done for a while. Yeah. Um, you do start to look around and it just gives you an open mind to, you know, give these other experiences an honest shake. Yeah. So that's, at least that's how I feel like what happened with me. Yeah. So and it doesn't help. Like, uh, it doesn't help to have yeah, horrible working conditions and, uh, bad, uh, yeah. policies. But other than that, yeah, the game's just kind of, I don't know, man. Yeah. Plus, I was making I really content like, about it. The instance used to be a WoW show. I was doing WoW mm-hmm. Killer. Uh, 
all of that stopped. Yeah. And so I was just like, I had really no reason to like, why am I still playing a thing I'm not enjoying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, trust me. I know this feeling as good as anybody. Uh, Jocelyn, sorry, you were, you were going to say something. Oh, no, I was just going to say um, Shadowlands was really promising right at the get-go. I thought the questing experience was really fun. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's really, really fallen off. I just, there's too many, too many different things coming together to make your character like powerful and i just i hate it yeah that's hard for me it's to get into too many systems yeah like, too yeah. many and, systems and I'm, covenants I'm, legendaries covenants should have been cosmetic only mm-hmm. yeah i grow oh gosh dang it that's a great point it and isn't it sort of becoming that i keep hearing that subsequent it's, patches or whatever they're trying to do that they like put in a bunch of stuff that like people asked for right from the get-go but like everybody's gone at the beginning of Shadowland, like and I like I don't say that lightning lightly. At the beginning of Shadowlands, my raid team had like 40 people that were trying to raid with us. Yeah. And we just we did not have enough room for them. And yeah. now we can't pull 10 people together. Like Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of bad. And I feel bad because I think AIE is still one of the bigger guilds in the game, but it's a whole bunch of people have fallen off or gone to other games. There's a lot of stuff growing in other MMOs for that, for that same group of people. Like, I don't know, it's just a weird time. Uh, it's still kind of having a hard time reckoning with it. Like, cause it just feels like a different life ago that, you know, this, this seemed like the only and best train you'd ever want to buy a ticket for. But I don't know, man, we're living in a different time. And I think 2022, even more so will, will, broaden people's eyes as to what's out there to play and you know what it's okay the thing's almost 20 years old it's okay you know fifth well what oh yeah and i like i want to be clear too like i know i'll like come back to it at some point like i freaking love this i love that world um i love the aesthetic of, of world of warcraft and i just uh i just think i'm kind of over its direction right now yeah um I, like, could, sure uh, yeah, i'll admit that good. they could do things that would bring me back uh, to, yeah, to yeah. being a regular like, player, but me being like, it's terrible and I'll never play it again. Yeah. I'm just like, I think it's terrible right now and I'm not mm-hmm. going to play it right now. Yeah. Um, the Jocelyn's right. Was, They'd have to really impress me with some new idea. Like I'd have to go, Oh, now that is a, like it's in a weird way. There's no way they did this because I know they didn't do it, but it would be really great if now world of warcraft 2 is coming out <laughs> because then you then now you have a chance to just really you know like they've, refresh they've always everything yeah refresh everything and they've always talked about how that's not you don't want to split your play, player base and all of that well okay but do you want to just have it all peter out and nobody care at one point and, <laughs> do you want to just lose your players yeah like- <laughs> yeah split split them or not it's better to have something fresh and new and you know of yeah. course they uh, in the larger scheme of things i think titan was meant to be that for them but no, I, 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 if I had my way, it would be a single player, you know, beautiful modern graphic take on, uh, kind of Skyrim level take on the world of Azeroth and, and that, and a single player more focused game. That's what I want to play. I'd play that tomorrow. The minute it came out, uh, maybe with all this harassment stuff, I'll give them a pass for one fifty dollar purchase and I would play that effing game, but they're not making that game. They're just milking this game. And I think maybe they've milked it too long. That teat has dried up and is no longer producing <laughs> any milk. <laughs> it's terrible to say. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for our discussion today. Thank you all for coming and listening to us live. We're excited for a new year of content and some new cool stuff coming up. A couple of things I want to mention. First of all, starting Monday, 
uh, the Frog Pants Network has always had about three video game shows going. That's always been kind of the thing. There's this show, there's Core, and then for a long time we had a show called Boop, where me and Brian Dunaway talked about mostly indie games. Well, in fact, entirely indie games. That was kind of our whole jam there. That show is being put on hiatus for a bit, and for the last month we've been working on a new project together called Play Retro at frogpants.com slash play retro. It is 100% focused on retro gaming. Arcades, NES, Super NES, Genesis, all the old stuff you loved growing up with as a kid. Uh, the Adams Family. May I on recommend the, yeah. on Flea Scavenger Hunt. <laughs> That's right. May, may we, we may end up doing it. I don't know. It's an obscure game I've never heard of, but we're going to start things off Monday. Uh, so it's the 3rd of January. We, do it, we record at the normal uh, previous boop uh, time, 3.30 Mountain Time. And uh, the podcast feeds are all ready. It's already a thing you can do on Spotify and Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Amazon, all of them. Uh, or just into whatever player you're using, uh, get in now. So it's just ready to pop as soon as the episode lands. That's over at frogpants.com slash play retro. And I'm very excited about it. So do check it out. I think our first big uh, discussion, we're going to do a lot of historical stuff and background stuff on how these games got made, who made them, why they got made, why their sequels were bad, uh, all that kind of thing. And we're starting with Joust, my favorite uh, arcade game of all time. I love Joust. I could play Joust right now. I love Joust. It's amazing. I have a Joust in the other room, although it's a little miniature one, but it's still a Joust machine, and I can play it right now if I wanted to. Uh, we're going to talk about that and the history of it and why it's such an influential game for me and others. That's this coming Monday, frogpants.com slash play retro. Okay. Uh, quick mention of some of our patrons who we love uh, here at the end of the year. Dustin Campbell. He's at the Warforged level. Big thanks to him for uh, backing us. Also at the rare level, we got Tom Dodeline. Uh, he's a junior, so I guess he's got a dad named Tom Dodeline as well. Charles May. May? 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 Me. I don't know how you say that last name. Anyway, it doesn't matter because he's at the common level and we love him as well. If you want to be like these fine people and support the instance moving into 2022, now's the time to sign up at patreon.com slash instance. All right. Even though it's a weird time of year, let's go around the horn here and see what people are doing. Jocelyn, what are you up to this week that people might want to check out? Uh, I'm going to be playing Hearthstone on stream tonight for New Year's Eve. So if you guys want to come and hang out, then uh, please do. I'm I'm going to be going from 9 p.m. Eastern until at least midnight. I was going to try to go till 3, but I'm feeling kind of shit, so I probably won't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'll at least make it to midnight. I'm not that old yet that I can't make it to midnight on New Year's. <laughs> Well, uh, good luck to you. I hate that you guys are both a little sick today, but uh, may you wake up in 2022 with with nothing. Garrett, what are you doing? Anything cool for the holiday? I'm I'm gonna be sitting on my butt tonight, drinking uh, uh, champagne cocktails. Nice um, cocktail that's, night. That's it. You're not yeah, gonna stream uh, it. You and you and uh, Katie doing a little stream stream? No, n- no, I don't. I don't feel up to it. I'm gonna go take a nap after this. Oh, that sounds great, doesn't it? same <laughs> yeah yeah i uh yeah so um you should go to youtube.com slash tv to see my final fantasy 14 video content our latest video is rapidly approaching fifty thousand views oh my lord um well which done. is insane and blowing my mind and thank you so much everybody because i'm recognizing some some names in the comments so yeah. clearly some instance listeners some tack listeners some instant into the nexus listeners are heading over there and checking that out but um it's been a really, really cool experience at the end of the year to start just kind of chronicling my journey through that game and that people like it and are kind in the comments. 
Yeah, and this YouTuber talking about that doesn't sound like YouTube. <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah. like, what is this YouTube kindness you're talking about? It doesn't sound real. Garrett's just had like a month long fever dream. Yeah, yeah I'm wake up one day and it's like it's got four views and there's seven comments somehow uh, saying to kill myself. Well, they took out downvoting, so you'll be okay. You'll be all right now. Uh, well, I can see it though. I can <laughs> still see it. See it yeah. like you go to the studio and it. But yeah, I think the latest video is like 98 percent upvoted. So that's really good. That's, that's that very cool. I'm very happy to see, hear that. You know, YouTube's a tr- tough egg to crack in, at this stage, um, and so to see you cracking it a bit is is uh, is very cool. The new Logan Paul, everybody, watch him rise in his fame. <laughs> oh God, please don't. <laughs> of all I mean, people, I know I mean, everyone does that success, please. But maybe I'd like to go about it a different way. Yeah, we'll get a little. You know what? Let's go the Taliesin route. Let's go that way. He's he's great. Yeah, we love. I, d- I do like. You know, I'll watch Logan Paul open some Pokemon cards. Yeah, I'll do. Why that. not? I'll watch. I'd rather watch Post Malone open them, but whatever. Uh, Well, so there you have it. Uh, Lots of stuff going on. I mentioned our retro show on Monday. There's a film sack this weekend. We're doing the new Matrix movie to finish out our Matrix run that we did on uh, film sack. So uh, watch that on YouTube or uh, excuse me, HBO Max, where it is now and watch that show. Lots of other stuff happening at frogpants.com, which is where you can find other shows like this. So go check it out. Our website is theinstance.net. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash instance. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in the new year. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. A little Patrick laugh at the end.